Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of the Scott McKenna Podcast. I appreciate you being here. Like always, I will try to start every single podcast that way because I honestly mean it. I know that you could be doing a lot of other things with your time, and I appreciate you taking some time to listen to this podcast. I hope it is valuable to you, and that's always my goal. So let's jump right into it. We're going to do another solo podcast. I got a lot of good feedback on this one last time, and it was kind of just me processing things in real time and talking you through what I think and what my brain is going through. So figured I'd try it again. These are unedited, so if you've never listened to a solo podcast before, you're going to hear some imperfections. You're going to hear some noise in the background. I try to make these natural and real by just giving you the full file with just maybe a little music in the intro and outro, and that's it. I just write down things I want to talk about, and then I read them, and then respond to what I actually wrote and see kind of what I'm thinking. So let's jump right in. I do appreciate you being here. Number one, I wrote down. I need to get rid of certain tasks in my business, hire an assistant. This is something that's been like super on my mind lately. And here's the the thing that I think I battle all the time. And I think this is something maybe some of you are going through as well. When you start to get busier in a business, when you start to have more things to do, you kind of get in this situation of, should I hire someone? And I think the dilemma that we all kind of face is, or that we should always constantly think about is, Are we hiring somebody to do the work because we don't want to do the work, or are we hiring somebody to do the work because if we took that time and spent it more wisely elsewhere, would there be more benefit and growth in business? Because I think I find myself every once in a while wanting to hire people to do certain things because I don't feel like doing them, but that's not necessarily a bad thing if I think that I'd get a better result by someone else doing it because they are more interested in doing it. So like, for example, with wedding edits, I could sit down and be honest and tell you I I don't like editing weddings whatsoever, so I'd rather have somebody do that. But in turn, me having someone do that, I think I get a better result from the wedding film. So it's not as much of a lazy thing because I don't feel like editing, so I'd rather have someone else. But I think that if I... If I have someone that can edit the weddings better than I can, which naturally will happen when someone has more ambition to do it, then I get a better result. So I'm always trying to fight that battle, though, of am I being lazy or am I being smart with my time? If I take 20 hours to edit a wedding film, if I hire someone else and they take 20 hours to edit it, can I do something more useful with my 20 hours that is my skill set? And I think that that's something as a business owner You always have to kind of be thinking about because as a business owner and a small business owner where I only have, you know, one or two people that actually work for me, there's a lot of things that I'm always juggling. And some of those things are really tedious stuff like like invoices and leads and follow-ups and meetings and admin stuff and doing all the business thing and taxes and all that. There are some things that just aren't fun, but they take up time, but they're also like vitally important. I can't skip those things. But there are also certain things in that field that I'm realizing maybe I can hire people to do certain aspects of those because as a business owner that I feel has skill sets in things like meeting with clients and landing jobs and overseeing people that are actually doing the work um, that I have coming at me, I feel like I can better use my time to get more work and continue to hire more people or even put more time into YouTube content or wedding film school content. There are a lot of things I'm juggling, and now I'm trying to figure out what things can I stop juggling and give to somebody that they'll maybe do better of. 
I think it's easy to train people to do admin stuff like leads and invoices and making sure jobs are on time, making sure that uh, I know what I'm supposed to be doing this week and next week and who I'm supposed to be meeting with. I can train people to do those kind of things. And I feel like I'd rather train people to do those things and just have my skill sets be in the getting of the jobs, the building of my YouTube content, because I'm getting so much work from YouTube, which we'll talk about. Um, let me write that down so I don't forget. Um, YouTube is getting me business. Okay. But there are a lot of things that I can get rid of that I think if I took that time that I was getting rid of and put it into something more beneficial more work would come out of it. But I think it is important when you're starting, number one, to not hire too fast. It's easy to wanna hire people all the time because it's just fun to have people do some of the work that you don't wanna do. But you can get yourself in a lot of trouble too. I have a father who owned a business and he hired a lot of people and I think kind of sometimes that even got to his head in terms of he loved to be able to say he had 50 employees or 60 employees and then things didn't necessarily go as planned and when you have a lot of overhead you also have to make certain decisions that you wouldn't make if you didn't have that kind of overhead so I do think I'm trying to fight that balance and I think a lot of you might be as well a lot of you that are new into business, whether it's wedding cinematography, whether it's just video production in general, right now you're kind of a one-man show. And there's definitely advantages of being a one-man show because obviously your overhead is extremely low. Um, you kind of make all the decisions. You do every aspect of it. But there's a piece of content that really changed that for me in a humongous, humongous way. I actually posted it on my Instagram. Um, I posted it maybe... Or maybe on my Twitter or LinkedIn. I don't know. I think I might have shared it on LinkedIn, actually. It's a piece of content from Gary Vee, um, who really is like my just Bible in terms of business. Um, he does not replace my Bible. That's more important than Gary Vee. But he's the Bible to me in business in terms of how I've been really learning and trying to grow in things. And there's a piece of content I came across a while ago that someone asked him a question very similar to what I would literally would have loved to ask him. And they said... I'm having a trouble, in a nutshell, they said, I'm having trouble hiring employees because whenever I hire employees, they don't live up to what I want and they aren't as good as I am. And so they keep going through more and more employees. And what he said that just so resonated with me is, and I won't use language he did, but he said, basically what you're struggling with is you have a big effing ego. And that hit me in an amazing way because I actually realized how true that was. I set this, and the way that he said it too, is that you're setting this arbitrary line that someone has to meet, but because you're the one that made that line, nobody can actually meet it. No one will ever be as good as you think you are at something, even though they may be way better at it. When you set the line as the owner or as a person that has an ego, when you set a line of where people need to meet to make you happy, they never, ever, ever will actually meet that line because internally, you're the best. And because you're the best, you don't think anyone else can be as good as you are. And when I heard that, I was so, it changed in such a huge way to me because I realized that that's what it was. Because then the next thing he said to them is, are they not living up to the expectations of clients or are they not living up to your expectations? And then she said, they're not living up to my expectations. And that's when he talked about the ego thing. And I realized that that's so true. I realized that 80% of someone else 
doesn't, it doesn't have to be 100% of me. It has to be just continuing to, how do I say this the best way? This is kind of tough to, tough to explain. I'm realizing that just because I think it needs to be a certain way and what my maybe 100% marker is, someone else doing it at their 85% or at what you think is 85% still may be really good. And then sometimes it may be even better because they may have ideas that you don't necessarily think are right, but who's to say you're always right? And so the more and more that I start to think about this piece of content that has changed me over, over the course of the last six to nine months in a big way, I've realized just how true that is. I've started to give Pablo more responsibilities with social media stuff and kind of owning certain aspects. He's going to start owning more of the wedding stuff as he starts to take over being the first shooter over the next couple of years. Um, a lot of things that, as I realized, I've gotten rid of have gotten really good results. And more importantly, they're not necessarily the way I would have done them. And there are certain things that he does and that my editor does that I don't necessarily care for. But I'm trying to get better at not micromanaging everything. Let them make some decisions and let that be the final decision. Because I also think there's growth in when someone is allowed to make the decision entirely for themselves and then the results happen, that can help them. If the result happens and it's really good, it may help me by realizing, hey, that's not what I wanted, but it worked. Or vice versa, you give them the privilege to say, you know what, I don't agree with that, but you do, I'll let you do it. And then results don't come from it. It actually helps bring them down to the reality of, okay, you know what, I wanted to do things my way and it didn't work. And so all stuff that I'm going through like crazy but I'm realizing just how unbelievably important it is to have people that you um, are equipping and building your team because you can't do it yourself. You cannot do it yourself. So that was, I think, feel like that was a pretty good actual rant as I talk about these. It's part of why I record these solo podcasts because as I'm talking about things, it's, it actually helps me learn as well. So that's, yeah, that's kind of my takeaway is just, when you're thinking about hiring, realize that it's not always going to be what you think it needs to be, but you have to get to a point where you realize it doesn't have to be me. And more importantly, if it still is doing great for my clients who are hiring me, then that's okay because you can't build things by yourself. So that's good. On that same topic, what I also wrote down is employees. This is actually an interesting tie-in, but Employees will never have the same drive and ambition as you do for your business. Deal with it. This is something that's hard for us. The amount of people that I hear that hire someone for the first time, or maybe they have multiple employees and they say to me or they say in general in conversation, it's just, I need to do more things to get my employees to work as hard for my business as I do. And yet they don't have a stake in the business, meaning those employees don't have a percentage of the overall business. So the reality is, and something you just have to be okay with, is the fact that your employees are never going to work as hard as you are because you own the company. And you have to deal with it. I know we all have this dream world that we live in where people will listen um, and care about everything like we do for the business and that they'll work 70 hours a week and that they'll work on weekends and they'll work whenever they need to make sure the business grows. But here's the reality. If they don't own a piece of the company, 
like an actual piece, not just a salary, they're never going to work as hard. And you have to be okay with that. It's something I'm learning. I'm trying to get better at. I'm trying to be okay with the fact that people that work for me aren't always going to be as all in as I am. They may feel like they're all in, but they're going to put their time and their responsibilities and their extra time into other things that aren't always my business. And I have to be okay with that because that's reality. So I think that that's something too that is really big for small business owners as they hire new people is just to remember that that's kind of just the truth of things. That's not just a like what people will tell you, but it's the truth. It doesn't matter how much, how good of an employee you bring on that says they are so into your business and they believe it and they want it to grow and they do this and they want to do this. If they don't actually have a piece of the company, only expect so much. And they may give everything they have in their head. It still is not going to be everything you wish they would give according to what you thought when you actually hired someone, but that's just how it works. It's hard, but it's honest. Another thing I wrote down here, starting to get more clients that understand content is important more than commercials. Yeah, this is awesome. Um, I really am starting to land more clients, um, more clients that really understand the idea of content versus commercials. And I think that that's like our bread and butter. I think because of the fact that what I do with so much of my time is build YouTube content, is to create podcasts, is to do content for all these different platforms. I think that this is just like our bread and butter. I think this is what I naturally understand and like so much is building out content, brand content more than commercials, and building out content for personal brands I think is is something that I'm really good at creating for people because I do it all the time. And it's cool when I come across clients who really understand that and who really want to create more of that kind of content because not only is it easier to create because it's not just thinking of a, an exciting way to sell something that's not that exciting, but it also just makes more sense and I believe in it more because I have seen what it does for my brand and for my company. And so we've been coming across more and more clients that want to do that kind of work and I think that's naturally because we obviously do lots of stuff on YouTube that more and more people see that that's what we do and then they see the value in it because they come across us and hire us for work because of those videos. So clearly they're realizing that the brand, the branding, the personal branding actually matters in a huge way. And that's what else I also wrote down on that and what I talked about is YouTube is getting me business. And it's interesting because a lot of people see all the YouTube stuff I create or they see um, all the different videos or podcasts, all these things, and they say, well, how much money do you make on those things? And they miss out on the fact that that's not what it's all about. My two biggest clients now that I have from 4LC Studios that, is, that are not weddings were entirely from my podcast or my YouTube content simply because they saw me show up as much as possible. And they saw me show up as the video guy. So when they thought about getting video done, they thought of me. It's branding. I don't run ads for my company, something I actually am going to start doing. I'll talk about that in another podcast, actual ads versus just like boosting work I do. But I don't advertise. I don't cold email people, cold call people. I don't stop in businesses and say, are you looking for video? 
I literally do, no, do nothing. I do nothing except create YouTube content and create podcasts, and I post it natively in these different platforms. So I will post certain things that I do in LinkedIn natively, so it plays in their feed. Only content that I know will work and that makes sense for LinkedIn. I'll do the same with Instagram. Instagram only content. I'll do the same thing with YouTube. I'll try to talk specifically to those audiences when I do create those pieces because I think it's important. And that's literally all I'll do. That's my marketing strategy. My marketing strategy is that I hope I show up in your feed or in anyone's feed so much that you think of me when you want to do video and it's working. And it's not a surprise to me, honestly. That's why I did it in the first place. That's why I believe in it. That's why I believe if you're a video content creator, you should do it because it works. But so it's no surprise to me, but it's really exciting to me because I'm getting to create videos that just simply document what I do. And then in turn, people hire me to do the same thing for them, which is awesome. I get paid to create what I think I'm good at creating, which is content and branding. And the business grows. It's just really, really cool. And obviously, there's other money involved in that with, you know, sponsorship deals for certain things on YouTube. There's all those things that I don't have too much time to to really like navigate right now. I'm trying to figure out how I can navigate that better because I do think I'm leaving money on the table from a good perspective of brand deals and building relationships with bigger companies that want to sponsor things on my YouTube channel. Something I'm trying to figure out how I can um, do better. But yeah, YouTube is just getting me a lot of work. Actually, I should say not YouTube. YouTube isn't getting me work. Um, building lots of content is. YouTube is one of the places that I put the work, but I also always put the work in other places natively. I'm realizing natively how huge and important that is to natively put stuff there rather than just sharing links. It's huge. Another whole video topic on that, but it's vital. Um, next thing I wrote down here is Wedding Film School. I uploaded a video on Wedding Film School um, all about the GH5 for wedding filmmakers. If that's something you're interested in, definitely check out that video. There's so much potential and excitement for me for Wedding Film School and the, the capacity that that channel has. But obviously, I have to navigate how much time I can put into it. Wedding Film School like, is a legit business for me. So where my YouTube channel is personal branding and is building out my content toward what I'm doing from 4LC Studios. Wedding Film School is like it's its own entire business, and I have to look at it that way. And part of the reality of that is the fact that I only have so much time I can put into that business. So definitely trying to um, figure out how I can do more content there. But also, I, I realize the reality is I have to prioritize my business and my brand, I think, before I prioritize that right now. But could I hire people that would help me do that and build that channel and build that community? I do think I can. So some things I'm thinking about that I might be able to do more of. Um, yeah, just an interesting time. The fact that we live in like such a crazy content-driven internet-based world is fascinating. I think it's just super, super fun. All the capabilities that we have to reach people. 
So it's always frustrating to me though when I see anybody that's lacking work or lacking um, just clients or other things because if you can't make it right now in business, if you can't build a business right now in 2018 with how incredibly good everything is when it comes to internet, social media, the economy, if you can't build the business now, you're going to be in big trouble when the economy eventually crashes. And it will. I think it's only a little bit away from possibly crashing because that's the reality of, of what happens. You have good times in the economy, and then the economy goes down, and it comes back up. And we've had 10 good years, really good years. And it'll be really interesting to see what happens to all the people that are kind of riding the wave just by naturally right now. You can start any business doing anything and you can make some money on it. But the economy will change and then what? And what happens is the question. I think I'm in a good position to have it not affect me based on different things that I'm doing from an overall perspective. But I'm always making sure that I'm staying innovative I'm staying current so that I don't get myself in trouble if things do change because they change. They always change. Another thing I thought about just recently that actually started to kind of be in my head was that I want to start advertising more. And I'm trying to get better at making sure that I actually advertise when times are good. I did another whole video on this, but... The best time to advertise is all the time to an extent. And more importantly, the best time to advertise is when things are actually good because you have money to spend on advertising. And so I've been thinking recently about how a lot of work is coming from YouTube and a lot of work is coming from all these different platforms. But as I have money coming in and times are good right now and growth is happening, now's the time that I should just put a ton of money into advertising and, and more importantly, into trying different ways, creating standalone you know, videos that are actually ads, not boosted videos, creating those videos that are literally just a commercial for 4LC Studios because that's super important. And the same way that I would suggest that anyone spends money on Facebook advertising right now because it's so cheap, I should too. So I'm, I'm kind of going to work on maybe creating a bunch of different type of videos that are catered to different types of people and different businesses of different sizes, and then experiment with it. Spend money on certain advertising, track it. I think the key to advertising to a point is to obviously track it. Certain things don't have an ROI or a trackable thing, but I think there's definitely ways that you can do certain ads and certain advertisements and different techniques that you can see, did this work or didn't this work? Because Obviously, if you do tons of different advertising and you see that one works really, really well, well, then it definitely makes sense to spend more money on that platform. Um, it doesn't mean you have to stop other ones, but if you see that you're having great success with a certain Facebook ad and a certain target, you should spend more money on it. Just makes sense, right? So I think I'm going to do that. I think I'm going to create some ads, not ones that you'll even see if you follow my content, because the great thing about Facebook ads, unlike Boost, is that they're not on your page first. An ad goes directly to who they're targeting. So you won't even see them. I might report back with what kind of ads I'm running and how they're working. But the cool thing about ads is you can just try things. 
And I think it's important to try things because if you get stuck in this mentality that that there's one way or more importantly that you'll advertise once you need more work, then definitely you get yourself in trouble. And relating and, and also on the same topic of regarding trying to get a lot of work, I think it's also important for me to constantly be thinking about what work I can take on and do well. I think that there are opportunities I get every once in a while that I take on and not necessarily know how good I'll be able to do with it. And part of that is okay. It's part of the growth period. But there's other parts that you just have to also make sure that you can live up to client expectations. If I were tomorrow to get contacted by, you know, Samsung or some big, big company that wanted to make this huge commercial with me, I I mean, I don't think that I'd necessarily be able to do that i don't know every aspect of a film set and a huge commercial set enough chances are they wouldn't ask me because of that reason but the whole point is i think that i'm good enough at the reality of realizing hey when a company contacts me and they want to do this 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 and this i'm okay with saying hey that's not my specialty right now i could always hire people to do certain things so that's always capable and possible but i also don't want to let clients down because that doesn't help me get more business down the road. So it's important to know what you're going into. It's kind of the same if you're starting wedding business. Like if you were to just suddenly get the opportunity out of nowhere before you filmed your first wedding to film a huge wedding that's going to be broadcasted to millions of people. Not that that chance would come very often, but the whole point is you wouldn't necessarily want to take it on because you're going to disappoint the people that are hiring you. So trying to be realistic with what you can deliver is important just something to think about as well that's it that's kind of all that's on my mind i just kind of wrote this down real quick and wanted to knock this out because while it's on my head well it's in my head not on my head that'd be weird too while it's in my head i like to just jot down some notes and talk about them because i think sometimes when you're listening whether you're listening right now and you're mowing the lawn or taking a walk or driving in your car Hopefully some of the things that I process in my brain resonate with you and it makes you think about them because I know that when I listen to podcasts so many times, the topic might not necessarily be something I'm even interested in, but it gets my brain thinking or other times the topic will be like, bam, that's exactly what I needed to hear. So hopefully something in this podcast resonated with you and I would love to hear if something did, what was it? Send me a message on Twitter or a mention or send me a DM on Instagram, whatever. I would love to hear how this podcast or any of my podcasts or any of my content in general, how it affects you. So I create because I love knowing that it impacts people. So when I get messages every day from different people about how they've built their business or learned to grow more because of certain things they've seen on my on my videos, like that's that's huge to me. That's why I create it because I have fun helping people through the journey because we're all going through one. So, but I appreciate you listening. Hopefully this is valuable to you and I hope to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Have a good day. See ya.